In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. There is something on Netflix that is causing a great stir in the universe. And it, that's 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 pretty significant. And I do believe you would find very little of interest in it, so I can't wait to go on and on about it. It is called Bridgerton. Have you heard or seen anything or anyone talking about Bridgerton? Now, I, I've been pretty consumed with Cobra Kai uh, as of recent. Bridgerton is, I want to make sure I tell you this right, based on novels by Julia Quinn. Novels. Novels. By Julia Quinn. I have not read them, but I saw... But on, someone has. Yes, I saw on all manner of social media, Bridgerton this, Bridgerton that. And it's usually like, you know, a week after I watched Bridgerton, and then people are speaking like Julia, Julia, like Julie Andrews, for good reason, because she is the narrator. So, Bridgerton takes place in Regency-era England, and they've done something lovely for it. In Regency era England, you would, in real life, back in the day, you would naturally assume everyone, 99% of them who were elite in Regency era England, you would assume to be Caucasian. Is that accurate? I mean, do you think? I, would I think, think so. Yeah, I think well, that's... Well, they... This, this obviously is just, it's, it's all just made up and good fun. But the beautiful thing is the casting is all over the place. It doesn't matter. There are all manner uh, of shades of colors of people, and they all have the accents, and that's just how it is. And it's fabulous to see that, because as you and I have discussed before, being white, sometimes it's hard to imagine seeing entertainment without yourself in it. It's like, huh. I mean, yeah, you basically go to any, any kind of entertainment form. Like, th there's going to be, like, if I want to see a white Caucasian male, like, I really don't have to search that and, hard. And I never thought about it because I was always represented. Uh, I mean, literally always yeah. represented. And it never crossed my mind until about the past 10 years when I realized as a kid, what if you never saw anyone that looked like you playing make-believe in, in TVs or movies or anything? What if, what was that like? And that that must have sucked. Like I think it's um it's on one of the, the Star Trek documentaries. Yeah. Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg is describing what it felt like to see um Lieutenant Uhura like on the television like you have somebody that looks like mm -hmm. her, like speaking, like doing something, like she's a member of the bridge crew. And like despite the fact that I mean it's you know, it's just silly science fiction, being able to see yourself mm -hmm. represented on the screen. Like and like I said, again, uh, as I've always been like, you know, James Kirk is right there. So like I don't think about that, but when you talk about what that meant to her, or even when Well when you see the whole and we're not gonna deep dive into Star Trek though we could, but this is the card I pulled when someone was telling me how dumb Star Trek was and they knew nothing of which they spoke. And it was you have every not everyone, but you have a a large number of people from different ancestries represented on this show. And that 
was the first thing that made it different and made it wonderful. So back to Bridgerton. So you have that. You have people could be whatever, and that's not brought up. That's not addressed. It's that's just how it is in this version of Regency era England. So by Regency era, I want you to think of uh, ladies with uh, bosomy dresses that are high waisted. You know that look, yeah. and men with um, a lot of coats that like go to the, their knees and puffy vests. Shirts. Not not puffy, puffy shirts. Not wow. there may be a puffy shirt here and there, but we're talking about waistcoats and vests and once in a while a hat. They're not heavy into the hats, but there are some hats. As, Sometimes a cane. As much as I enjoy costuming in period pieces. I'm just going to put it out here right now. I would not have enjoyed being in that era oh, for no, a number a of pain. reasons. Like, I'm just like, what? what is that, 17 layers? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Like, that it, is, it, is that a lace cravat? Like, why? I don't, why, why do I want to wear that? Like, so you, it, they're in London, and unless I missed it and just assumed they were in London, they're in London, and it's the season. And I'm sure you know enough about this because it did exist, but. Girls of a certain class were raised to be married, and they would they were called debutantes, and they would make their debut, and then they would have like only so many seasons, and the seasons are the party seasons. It's ball after ball. I know I've watched a lot of BBC, so I could go on, but that was a thing. Which, I mean, when you think about it, is such a strange story. Strange concept. Yes, here's my daughter. I will parade her about. She, and the, we will get a dowry and potentially oh, a yes. goat and several acres of land. Uh, so, and in this, this, uh, these families that we're talking about, they they're not like buds with the queen. Who is, by the way, this queen of England is a woman of color. She's fantastic. It's, she's almost like. She reminds me of Eartha Kitt, but only in the way she looks, not in the way she talks. But she's just magnificent Absolutely. and beautifully dressed. And there are all these... Now now I can only hear Eartha Kitt. I know, I know. She's just marvelous. And so the thing is, they bring in all these debutantes. So this one family, the Bridgerton family, I, but there's an even number of children. I guess there's eight. So there's, And they're ranged from, like, let's say, age 10 to age 25. And the oldest is a boy, and the father is deceased, and it's a family who genuinely likes each other. Like, they'll eat dinner together. Which, as you can imagine, you've seen those pictures of one person at one end of a long table and one at another. So you have this family who really has fondness for each other, and the oldest daughter makes her debut, and she is everything you would assume that type of person would need to be. And that's all she's been training for. The, I mean, she is the the, she's pr- the premier debutante, yes. like if you will. Yes, and the queen and the queen said she was flawless, and she was. If you ever had to imagine such a thing, you would think of this girl. Then, of course, there are fake friends who look very much like the Cinderella stepsister types, and this the whole thing opens with she's getting ready to be presented, and her sister, who I'm assuming. I'm going to assume this girl is, let's say, 18, and the sister's probably 17, 16. Uh-huh. And she's at the bottom of the stairs yelling, just like my girls yell, we must make haste, because she's late. Wait, it's like, wait well, do, mine they, do your girls say that? No, but I think they're going to start. That's, now, that's, the reason... From now on, when you tell me stories... We like, must make haste. They're going to... Yeah, I think, I think they're going to talk like that. There are... 
there's a lot to enjoy about this that even you would like. However, it is not suitable for the children because... We'll think of the children, Jane. <laughs> the children. So we'll think of the children. Because I would say it's a bit bawdy, but that's only like 10% of it is the, the body steamy off the shoulder stuff. I feel I feel like that that almost feels like a like a, a pharmaceutical co- commercial like ten percent body. Only ten percent body. <laughs> so I mean you could fast forward through stuff that you don't want your kids to see, but there are scenes I I want my girls to see the You Must Make Haste, because they just made me laugh. And so you have the rest of the siblings were the you must make haste girl. She just wants to go to college. But she says, you know, I'm I'm being told that my mind isn't important. It's only important that I'm suitable to be married and have children. I don't want that. I want to learn. And then you have another girl in another family. She also, she wants to get married, but she also likes to read books and she wants to learn. And so you have a lot of that. So there was an a little bit of little women about it that right. crossed my mind because there are these girls that want things to be different for themselves. And then, of course, there's this sniveling, disgusting older man who thinks that he can marry the flawless Daphne. And we hate him immediately, and then we hate him for even more reasons. We all join together in hating him. He gets his comeuppance. And it's entertaining. The oldest brother looks like he is potentially... Which which would be a reality show from that yes. time period. That's what they'd call it. A comeuppance. Instead, or if Ashton Kutcher existed in that time mm-hmm. frame, he'd just be like, oh, w- welcome to another episode of MTV's comeuppance. Come <laughs> oh, watch, watch what we do today to Henry V. It's, <laughs> it'll be jolly. It will be jolly. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about Bridgerton. So, the oldest brother, who is... I forget who has what title, okay? I just know only one guy is the Duke, and he's not the Duke of Earl. Nothing he's, can stop. Is he the Duke of Sandwich? He's the Duke of Hastings. Nothing can stop Hast- Duke of Earl. Hasty Puddings? Uh, the other guy is the Bridgerton guy. I don't know. He's Lord Bridgerton, whatever. I can't look at him without seeing Hugh Jackman. He looks like a young Hugh Jackman. Well, I mean, there's, and sometimes when there's, he wears a the lot, hat, yeah. there's a lot worse things you can be. Than a young Hugh Jackman. I know, right? And there are some lovely things where he is going to these parties with his sister and he's whispering to her, it's like, because he knows all these men who are vying for attention. It's like, no, he's done this, he's done that, he's done that, he's done that. It's like, no, 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 no. However, here's where it gets interesting. You have one of, you've seen Miami Vice, right? At the, least a picture. The the film, the, the TV series. Yes. The okay. All right. I'm making sure. So, um, you you have you have Tubbs. Okay. He was a very attractive man. That man in the 80s. And we're, we're rolling up our similar to him in good look. I don't know the guy's name. I should learn it. But all of a sudden, there's this Duke, and he is a stone cold hottie, and he does not want to marry for good reason. Not going to get into that. He doesn't want to get married. And this chick, Daphne, she doesn't want to marry that disgusting guy. So they make an agreement. They don't want to marry each other. But by expressing interest, people will leave him alone because he's a duke. And all these mothers want their daughters to marry the duke. And because he has shown an interest in her, all these other men will be more interested in her. So 
naturally, they're perfect for each other, and they're hilarious. To, well, not hilarious. They're delightful, and you want you want them to be them. And they they make they do things that real people do at parties. They make fun of people, and they it, there's stuff that's very relatable, even though this is Regency era England. So I totally understand why people are getting into this. It is at its very heart. It's listed as a romance. It's a soap opera. It is at its very heart one of those. But it is it is stunning to look at. I mean, one of the houses, the exterior, you've got purple wisteria blooming all up and down. It's like it's like wow. Even if I was a servant in one of those houses, that couldn't have been half bad, you know. You could be like, well, at least I work. At least I work here, here you know, and just a lot. And then you see, um. There's a, a lot of servants doing this and doing that. And how do they get the icky guy out of town? They let something slip in front of this person in service who tells it to that person. So just the way you would. It's it's lovely. Now, what does Julie Andrews do other than narrate? She doesn't just narrate. She narrates as this nameless person who has a gossip sheet and no one knows who that person is. And the gossip sheet is distributed I don't know, every few days for free. And everyone, including the queen, reads the gossip sheet. So that's where we're at, at Bridgerton. That's kind of funny. And so there's, it's not laugh out loud, but it has a lot of really light moments to it. Gorgeous costuming, you know, like... uh, I mean, one one of the, the benefits of period pieces usually is like, Exquisite costuming. Now, I don't know how correct any of them are, but if I were to think of that era of England, I would come up with something close to this, but I'm sure it's not accurate. Well, you said that they've done some, like, palette swap and uh, maybe gender swapping. Like, did I did I remember that right, or is it just like, you know, they're, they're interspersing, like, oh, it's different just, ethnicities? It's all ethnicities, when, which makes it lovely. When, you, when you're doing that, like... Because you're not doing a like a literal like adaptation of it, or you're you're not trying to get like a documentary mm-hmm. like like uh, authenticity, you're you're probably allowed to like oh yeah do do a little bit more with it if you will. And I have to say that the the Duke does have the best clothes, even even of the women. She says the best clothes. But here, I don't know if you can see some of that, but it's just everything looks velvety and lush and beautiful. And so sometimes it's just nice to see something like that. I mean, I do like a good overcoat, but then I just start thinking about like, you know, having to, you know, lace up this or like pull this on or like all that other. And it just makes me uncomfortable. I do love the time period, Mm -hmm. but in no way do I want to dress like that. No. And they do actually, this is the first time. Oh, here's the queen. This is the first time that I recall, and I've seen lots of stuff like this. This is the first time I recall where they showed someone how, you know, women are like laced into these corsets and then they're tied in the back, you know, and you've seen even Cinderella, like pull it tighter. And then in undoing it, they've shown what it's done to the women's backs. I don't ever recall seeing that kind of thing. Or if if it has, it hasn't been done nearly as much as the 
the the lacing of it. They they it's aware of itself in that the horrible girls were making fun of their sister because she looks different than they do. She's oh my goodness, she might be 20 pounds heavier than them. So clearly she's disgusting. And they said, oh, why don't you put some lead on that? You know, because that's what people would do to put in their makeup. It's aware of itself in that way. And that's, I think, part of what makes it watchable. Right. Um, you know, there's there's talk of dueling, but mostly it's a lot of posturing, some clever dialogue. And I'm not talking Aaron Sorkin clever, but it's not tedious either. So if one of your your companions is saying, let's watch Bridgerton, and that's not your thing, I think you'd still find something entertaining about it. Right. Because it is well-made, and it is at least a feast for the eyes. Um, is it the best thing ever? No. But I think a lot, because it's the pandemic, it is a grand escape. Because I've, I've only seen the first two episodes, but I've realized... I didn't think I didn't think about anything. I didn't think I have to go order groceries. I didn't think totally away from reality. I recently had a discussion with an individual and it was about um I think it was Disney's uh, Tron Legacy. And they were just like I hate that movie. And I was like, "All right, well love it or hate it." I was like, "It's a pretty like it's nice to look at." And it I mean it, even if you don't appreciate like any of the intricacies like or, you know, the 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 special mm-hmm. effects or anything I'm just like at the at the end of the day I was like it it's pretty like you know a commercial mm-hmm. like whether or not you like the movie like I'm kind of ambivalent toward like like it don't like it um but I do think it has an interesting aesthetic to it and it sounds yes. like I would I would at least share that with this movie yeah I, this would not be the first thing where I would send you it's like Adam you have to watch Bridgerton but I think there are some things that would entertain you about it. Uh, but you, cert- it's not going to like hit you hard like The Mandalorian or anything. No, which hit me in the feels. Oh, my oh man. Wow. <laughs> but in a way, The Mandalorian, I can make a case where it is like Bridgerton and that you have the, the, the lovely costuming. and the, if, the- if we're going to talk about Mandalorian, we need to talk about Mandalorian. If we're not, <laughs> we don't need to. Because like, we... we- we need to we need to talk about that. Like I'm just saying. All right. And uh, the the fourth and final season of Sabrina, the chilling whatever whatever they renamed it, Sabrina is now on Netflix as well. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I I hate the way Netflix cancels their like I, I like a good long running show and like I, I know that like based on the data and like it's it's all what gets subscriptions. Well, I think they realized she can't. It was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and very soon she's not going to be a teenager, and they weren't going to Buffy it, so it's just like, okay, you know, she's the, done. It, did you watch Grease, Jane? I did see those 35-year-olds. Listen, I'm just saying, like, as much as I enjoy, like, any number of people <laughs> in that cast, like, I never thought, like, a number of them were teenagers. And, you know, I never thought about that until I was older. It, when I watched it as a young well, teen, it did not cross my mind how they were clearly much older. Like than they should as a be. as a a child, like there were people, like there were teenagers, there were older people, and then there were like elderly people. That's that was just the class, and the elderly people were like forty. Yeah. Or, <laughs> little did I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a fool. I know, right? What a fool. Ah, <sighs> so Bridgerton. I think, uh, well, it's clearly a hit. I haven't read anything else about it, but I guarantee there's already a second season, maybe even a third. 
I don't know how many Bridgerton books there are, but if, if they decide to keep mining that yes. that particular like shaft for gold, like there's a good chance there's I mean, plenty there's, in there. I know this has never been done before, but if you cast attractive people and put them in a pretty location and put attractive clothes on them and give them even ridiculous dialogue, there's a chance it's going to be a hit. I mean, I, I mean, I Baywatch. You got Baywatch. You've got described a number of Gap ads. Yeah, um, and you've got Bridgerton, and I could also make a case for them together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's not exactly what you're saying, but like David Duchovny was no slouch oh, in no. the X Files. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, like casting attractive people doesn't like. He's definitely not the Elephant Man. No. I'm certain that probably <laughs> helped. No. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> Scully. <laughs> I am not an animal. Okay, no. You have to see the Elephant Man. And, and the, the X-Files. And the X-Files. But if you that. did, I guarantee you, you appreciated that <laughs> joke. Because you don't, you don't get that joke anywhere else. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, only, you can only get that particular vintage of wine right here. here. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and yet... It plays rent-free in my head now. <laughs> all, all day. All day, every day. I saw someone, yes, on TikTok, who, I don't know what she is, but she knows a lot about ADHD. And she was trying to demonstrate what her mind was like and how, like, one thing started. Like, I started to watch this. And then she hears one word. And then you can see her brain goes from here to here to here to here to here to here. It's like, oh, yeah. For instance, this morning, I get up, I go into the kitchen because I want to fix my iced coffee. So what do I do? F fix iced coffee? No, okay. I rearrange the silverware drawer. Oh, well, I mean that... Because I was standing by it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I can see how that happens. I mean, I don't do it, but I, I understand what you're saying. And I'm thinking as I finish it, huh, why did I do that? But what she explains is what most ADHD minds are doing even if you don't realize it is, they're looking for dopamine. And so if you did this thing and felt some sort of satisfaction or a feel-good feeling off of it at that one time. So it's for a, a high, yes, if you will. Or, or just to feel good. Yeah. And so I go in to get my iced coffee because addict and to feel good. But then you're just like I'm, the I'm, night before, I'm, I had rearranged some other drawers and I opened the drawer to get a spoon. I went, huh. It felt great to you're, rearrange You're getting those a double drawers. shot of that. I'm getting an iced coffee. Yeah. And rearrange. Yeah. And then I realized I came in here for coffee and now, well, this is done anyway. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, Bridgerton, not for everybody, but there is a lot to like about it. And I certainly understand why it is popular. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm. Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.